go into it? We'll do it one more time. All right. One, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> okay, I think there's just no getting around the lag. Okay. All right, so, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to... Uh, your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast starring me, Thomas Dempsey. And me, Elizabeth Connor. This is our first episode of 2021. It's going to be the first official episode of our first annual reading competition. Elizabeth, do you want to remind people of how that will work? Yeah, so basically Thomas has come up with an algorithm to figure out the word count for books. Um, so the purpose of the competition is to see which sibling, me or Thomas, can read the most words in a calendar year. That calendar yeah. year being 2021. Right. And, uh, and on our last episode, we discussed how we'd be figuring word counts for various books that we'd be reading. And, uh, one point that Elizabeth made in the interim between that episode and this one was uh, how do we factor those numbers for uh, ebooks? Because much of what I went into had to deal with like accounting for like the f- tangible properties of a physical book, but how does that translate to something that's been reformatted for uh, digital uh, readers? So um, is that something you want to just get out of the way up top, Elizabeth, before yeah, we start so, sort of digging into things? Yeah, so um, I figured we could go... There's a couple of different, well, really, I guess there's like two different ways we could go about it. Um, I think the first way would be, you know, if we want to stick with your algorithm would be to, you know, if you're going to read an e-copy of a book would be to just make sure that you're reading the e-copy on an e-reader that is roughly the same size as an actual, you know, trade paperback, um, or option two, which would also require a lot more work, um, would be because like I read a lot off of my phone. And so option two would be to, you know, configure, like take a full page of text off, off of my phone and like actually count out all of the words on that one page of text and figure mm-hmm. out kind of the average words per line for each ebook that I would read off of my phone. Okay. Well, um, one thing that uh, I was going to look to was um, the example we were working off of was an ebook that you sent me that uh, was about 332 pages. And we came upon a couple of word totals in terms of trying to figure out how long that book was. And when you ran it through a system, we wound up with a word count of 30,573. Mm-hmm. I'm going off of the text transcript here. And when I, uh, when what I did was go onto amazon.com, find a listing for that book, and then uh, go off of the uh, digital archive of the physical copy Mm -hmm. i um did it that way finding the uh the line total for each page 
in that book and applying the standardized words per line uh, figuring the word the page total as being an even hundred uh, 300 because the book being listed at uh, 332 pages with 32 chapters uh, in accordance with uh, how we were calculating these things brings the um, functional page total to about 300 mm-hmm. and factoring all that in that got me a word total of about 106,080 words. Yeah. Now, what's becoming pretty apparent through all this is that word count is pretty it was pretty fungible as far as different kinds of books are concerned. Uh, I don't I feel like trying to um uh second guess that word count is just inviting too many rogue factors. Mm-hmm. So honestly, what I've um, sort of come to settle on is if, as long as we are applying these metrics mm-hmm. like both ways, then I don't really see any issue arising in terms of uh, in terms of like giving somebody an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. So if you'd be all right with um, using the formulation that i found that put the word total at about a hundred thousand then uh we could just move forward with that i mean like that's, and uh, that would i just... mean like that's fine i just um like i understand we're not going to be exact you know with these word counts um because right. that's just like i said in our last episode i thought there was a place where you could find that um that information and you can't so that's why we're kind of you know we had to or you came up with the algorithm but i just feel like for what that book is that a hundred thousand words is just too many and you know i looked up like i just did like a quick google search of like you know how many how many words are in a 300 page book and you know it is kind of between it is anywhere between like 30,000 and 60,000 for a 300 page book. Okay. So did you want to just use uh, your calculation then? The one that put it at about 30,000? Yeah. Um, so because I read the book off of my iPhone, which I do not have a new model iPhone. I have an iPhone 6S. Um, you know, I went through the page and I figured out like the, the number of lines in the page and I figured out about the average number of words per line for the page that I chose. And it was about mm-hmm. six, um, about six okay. words per line, Yeah, which is, you know, that does fit on my little iPhone. Now, you know, if I were to read off of my e-reader or if I were to read it off of my Definitely, if I were to read the book off of my iPad, I would probably get the, you know, closer to like the 10.4 to 10.8 words per line that we came up with last time. So, you know, if the rule just needs to be for electronic copies, like I just have to read it off of my iPad, then that's fine. Like, I don't mind doing that. Honestly, if you're fine using that system... And just having that be sort of a standard moving forward. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Bless you. Then uh, I'd be fine. Thanks. I'd be fine holding to that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then maybe at some point we could factor how we think things are going, and if any changes need to be, then we could just agree on a uh, point during the year to do that. Okay. So basically, so, like, if I choose... So basically, like you're saying, if I... Like, whenever I read a book, once the challenge actually starts, um, and I report my word count, I would just need to be like, now, I read it off my phone, so using the algorithm that we adapted for the phone, this was the average words per line, which would be like six, and that's how I got my word total. Yeah, and I could apply that to any books I read on my phone. Okay. Yeah, let's just do that. So, for... Electronic copies reading on of, off of our phone, we're just going to slightly modify the algorithm so that we're computing like six words per line instead of 10.4. Yeah, and then um, however many lines per page as uh, noted by the um, ebook. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm fine with that. All right, sounds good. All right, so that's... um. The, a big piece of house cleaning out of the way. Uh, as far as um, setting up the contest is concerned, we did go over a fair bit of it in the first episode, talking about how we'd just generally be competing over word counts. And um, also we discussed the uh, prospect of assigning each other challenges over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you... Right? Where... Um, where... Every month, one of us will assign the other a reading challenge to com- be completed by that same time the next month. So, for instance, uh, this episode, one of us will assign the other a reading challenge. Then in the next episode, which will come out in two weeks, uh, the other person will assign the first person a challenge. And so then by the next month the first person assigned will be ready to report on their challenge and be assigned another, and the subsequent episode, etc. Yeah, and that's probably going to have to change as we start getting down to the end of the year, just because of time and stuff, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, okay, so we'll um, go over that. Uh, Have you thought any about what kind of challenges you wanted to do? I have... Um, to be honest, I've really only got like my first challenge in my brain, you know, whether, whether I end up assigning it to you this, like this episode or the next episode, I think I know, I know what I want that challenge to be for you. Um, because as we mentioned in our last episode, like the types of books that we read are very different from each other. So I think that that's, I think that that's something that both of us are going to be focusing on. Um, with our challenges is like selecting books or selecting genres that the, that we know the other person doesn't read as much. Okay. Well, I had some um, more general challenges just uh, that sort of play off the way that we are engaging with uh, various books. See, it looks like we've been recording for about 15 minutes now. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go to a break and when we come back, we can start talking about some of those challenges and then maybe get into the actual assigning of the first challenge of the contest. Yeah. And we should also probably talk about like the actual rules. 
I mean, I feel like the rules are fairly straightforward, like setting aside the actual enumeration of words. It's just by the means we've set forward, whoever reads the most words at the end. Well, okay. You know what? Yeah, we'll go over the rules a bit okay. more uh, <laughs> once we come back from the break. Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right, and now we're back for the second half of the first episode, officially, of Your Words Against Mine. Now, uh, before we left, we were talking about um, uh, going over the rules of the competition and um, the kinds of reading challenges we'd be engaging in. Mm -hmm. uh, now, why don't you sort of lay out your understanding of the rules for me, Elizabeth, just so we're sort of on the same page. Okay, so are we talking about the rules or are we talking about the challenges? The rules, the more okay. broad general rules of the game. Okay, so a rule, it could be rule number one, is word count will be defined and prescribed by the agreed upon algorithm as discussed in, you know, episode one and two or the last episode in this episode. Right, right. Um, so like, that's obviously a rule. Another rule would be we can only include books that like we start on January 1st. Sure. Okay. That's a fun point. That's a fine point to make. Books read and completed during the competition can factor into the word count. Yeah. So like, you know, if I was to start a book on December 31st, New Year's Eve, that book will not count for the word count for this competition. Right. Because I did not start the book in 2021. Also, like, things that we have to exclude because, or things that we may have to exclude be just because um, word count would be kind of dicey to figure out, like comic books and graphic novels. Okay, now that is, um, that's a fair point. I wasn't actually sure how we were going to, yeah, factor comic books and graphic novels in. It actually gets into the purview of one of the challenges I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as the mechanics of this challenge are concerned, that's they're not really compatible. Uh, barring an example that I may be going over in a little bit, uh, I'm thinking that graphic novels and comics don't factor in towards the word total for the competition now we could do this it could be like a so like growing up like one of my favorite reality shows reality competition shows was the biggest loser and you know yeah. they would do challenges where it's like if you do this you get an extra like pound towards your weigh-in or whatever okay um so it could be like a thing of we assign prize points where, you know, if one of your challenges is for me to read a graphic novel and I complete the challenge, then I am awarded, I don't know, two or three hundred words towards my t word count. Sure. Or, uh, or a more comparable sort of word total for a standard book. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'd be fine with that. And that was actually getting into uh, sort of the ground work for one of the challenges I was thinking of, which was the assigning of a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's agreed upon that, you know, graphic novels and comic books can be issued as challenges and yeah. awarded word totals. Right. 
but they uh, would not apply to the more general rules of the game. Right. Um, so okay. then that kind of brings me to another uh, format, and that would be uh, audiobooks. Audiobooks. Okay. Now, do you think we include audiobooks? I don't know. That's why I brought it up. Well, I don't. I, it's sort of a non-issue for me because I don't really listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have the, um, I'm not really in the habit of it. Most of what I listen to is music or podcasts and a specific kind of podcast wherein nothing really continuity based or uh, narrative, just sort of more general discussion kinds of shows. Mm -hmm. So I have difficulty like latching on to, uh, extended Sort of audio narratives. Mm -hmm. But if we wanted audiobooks to to apply in the same way to like having the purview of a challenge, then that might be an option. What do you think? Um, yeah, that would be that that works for me because well, I have tried yeah. I have tried to get into audiobooks. Um, cause I understand, you know, like I, I know that like the science behind it or whatever, that like listening to a book in audio form is the same thing as reading supposedly, but like, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't hold my attention as well. Okay. It's hard for, it's harder for me to stay focused. So. Right. Which um, that might, uh, lend credence to, uh, the inclusion of it as a challenge wherein it's sort of pushing both of us outside of our, uh sort of standard reading zone. Yeah. So I'd be open to allowing for that. Okay. Okay, and uh, as far as word totals there, I think just like mo like uh, an audiobook is just an audio version of an actual book, so we'd still be able to figure out like a word count for that. Yeah. In that case. And that seems like it'd uh, be something we could uh, take on that level. Okay. Yeah. So we're so gonna that's, group. Um, so we're gonna group yes. the audiobooks in with like the comic books and graphic novels. Yeah, under as like eligible for challenges, but not pertaining to the general pretense of the rules. Okay. All right. Did you have anything else? I think those were like the big ones. The big, yeah, the sort of broad parameters of the game. I, uh, as far as the challenges of uh, the dynamics of the challenges were concerned, I did want to reiterate a certain point I made wherein the um, completion or failing of challenges impacting the dynamics of the game. Mm -hmm. And one prospect, I uh, one idea I put forward was that if a person succeeds in a challenge, then they reap the rewards attendant to it. But if a person fails a challenge, then not only then while they do not gain those rewards, they do not so much suffer a penalty short of just like the absence of that. And furthermore, they would be um, eligible for issuing bonus challenges moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember Well, basically, that. if you fail a challenge, then at some point uh, within like the next couple of months you would be eligible to issue an additional challenge onto the other player mm -hmm. that they would then have to contend with in addition to any other ongoing challenges. Mm -hmm. That's just um, 
and also sort of maybe a way of making the contest more dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't foresee any one challenge being so, like, prohibitively difficult that um, it really uh, opens the way to become, like, broken, mechanically speaking. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a fairly easy uh, premise to work on. Okay. All right. So it sounds like we've got a general handle on the rules. Mm -hmm. Again, we're sort of finding our way as we go, but... uh, that's generally how things are going to work out. And as far as uh, ascribing challenges go, I did have a little notepad document here with some various ideas mm-hmm. uh, for the kinds of challenges we could issue. Of course, you um, referenced the ascribing of challenges pertaining to, uh, I guess, genre parameters mm-hmm. or general like kinds of books. And uh, I had a, a few more broad conceptions of challenges that I could go over now uh one being the um the challenge to read two kinds of books within a month one fiction one non-fiction but both on the same subject oh okay yeah and uh another one would be um challenge to read a book that we were assigned to read in school but never finished oh god yeah, I think we uh, both have a fairly hearty <laughs> list of books like that we could choose from. Uh, there's some more other general uh, subjects, say the first book by a favorite author that we have not read. A, oh, okay. uh, a book that we know only through its film adaptation. So like a book that maybe we haven't read but have seen or heard of the movie version of. Mm-hmm. The next entry in a series that we have started reading but have not finished. So, like, say, for instance, the uh, Tierling series. Yeah. I've only read the first book, and I have the second and third, but I haven't read either of those. So a challenge would be to, like, read the next book in the series. Okay. Uh, And you've got, like, just uh, challenges like reading a, uh, a more recent book, a book, say, from this year. Reading a book, say, 50 years old, a book that you have owned for a certain length of time but have not yet read. That's uh, sort of a fun way to help clear off TBRs. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, that's a book that I have started reading previously but did not finish. So like, say, in a previous year's reading challenge, maybe there was a book you were getting into but then just sort of fell off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one I have here, just for the time being, was uh, two books by the same writer, one of their own work, the other their translation of a foreign author's work. Ooh. So, yeah, that's I have a, uh, a book by this Chinese author named Ken Liu, or Chinese-American, I mm-hmm. believe. And uh, he's also the, the translator for this book series called The Three-Body Problem. Mm-hmm. So I've read a book he has translated, and I have potentially a book that I could read uh, in his own authorial voice. Okay. Just, and that's just sort of going off of the idea that it'd be interesting to see how a, an author's voice comes through both in their own work and in their uh, approach to another writer's work. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are just a handful of ideas that I've had floating around. Okay. And, um, 
Yeah, if uh, those sound good to you, then we can sort of keep those in mind. I'll I can get you a copy of this uh, notepad. Yeah. Maybe uh, we can have a shared copy in like a Google Docs that we can update. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So. So um. Yeah. Do you have like a quarter or something that we could like? Yeah. Okay. Well, I can go online and bring up a a coin flip app. Okay. All right, I've got it, got it here. Uh, it's the Google Coin Flip, and uh, it looks like it can. You just tap on Flip again, and it shows up as either heads or tails. All right, so, so. I'm gonna pick head. If it lands on heads, then I issue the first challenge, and if it lands on tails, you issue the first challenge. Okay, that sounds good to me. You so if heads, you issue the first challenge. If tails, I issue the first challenge. Yes. And then, and then the next, next week, week, the other person will assign their first challenge and so on and so forth throughout the rest of this year's competition. Right. Okay. So uh, that sounds good. You've called heads. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit flip and it's going to assign the, uh, the coin value. Do you want me to text you a picture of the coin flip? No, I trust you. Okay. All right, yeah, so we're taking a good faith here. So heads, you, tails, me. I'm hitting flip. It's flipping. And it is heads. So Elizabeth will be assigning the first challenge of the reading competition. Okay, so. And this is, and I feel like this is very timely. Because even though this episode's coming out July, I mean, January 1st, obviously we're recording it ahead of time. Um, but as a lot of people may know, there is a new Netflix series that has hit the screen. Thanks to Shonda. Shonda rhymes. Oh, okay. Um, It's called Bridgerton. And it is, it is. That sounds familiar. Yeah. In Bridgerton, the Netflix show is based on a, an extremely popular, um, romance series written by julie quinn okay (laughs) so julie quinn and and you know there is a lot of hype around this series because you know shonda she signed like what was it a 13 million dollar deal or something with netflix i don't know it was Mm. it might have been even more than that um okay it was ridiculous so this is her this is shonda land's first Netflix show. Is that her name, Shondaland? No, that's I think that's her production company's name. Okay. Um, but it's the first like Netflix series after like this ginormous contract's been signed, and it's based on a very popular romance series from the early two thousands, written by Julie Quinn. Um, I have not read the entire series, and that's not what the challenge is because the series is like eight books long. But okay. your first challenge right. is to read two books by Julie Quinn from the Bridgerton series. Okay. Now, do they have to be uh, the first two books in the series? Or is it, a kind of, is it the kind of series where each book is sort of free-floating? Yeah. So, the way that romance series works is... You do not have to read them in order 
uh, or that most romance series. So you don't have to necessarily read them in order. It's just that like, as you're reading, there are peripheral characters that will show mm. up again later or have shown right. up earlier in the romance series. Okay. So it's Yeah, I've usually, heard about series working like that. So it's usually like, you know, you're reading a book and then it mentions like one of the characters' brothers and that brother was a main character two books earlier. Okay. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. So um, you don't necessarily have to read them in order. You can. It, it, it might prevent a little bit of confusion if you get really into it and then you're like, oh, why is this person with such and such? I didn't know that happened. But you don't have okay. to. Sure. All right. So, so two books by Julie Quinn from the Bridgerton series. Uh, now, you specify by Bridgerton Quinn. Have other people written Bridger... Uh, for, what? Wait. What? Julie Quinn. You mentioned two books by her. Has other people written Bridgerton books? No, but she has books outside of the Bridgerton series. Uh, okay. So, like, okay. the Bridgerton series is not her only series of books that she's written. Um, right. And she, has other, and she has other novels that are not a part of that particular literary universe. Okay. So, it has to be two books by her from that particular series. Okay. Well, challenge accepted. And so begins the uh, first episode of your words against mind a competitive reading podcast uh you looking forward to it Luca? i am so looking forward to this all right i'm gonna kick well, your butt. do you have do you have any books in mind that you plan on starting once the year officially begins um i don't really have any books in mind um as i'm sure i've shared in a previous in you know just per previous personal conversations like i've like one of my goals has kind of been to read the books that are suggested by um or suggested within another podcast that we really really like and i have started that particular project um okay so i will probably be reading some of the books from the first episode of that particular podcast Okay. So that would be like everything I never told you, and um. No, just to be clear, what podcast is this? This is the Book Riot podcast. Um, all the books. Oh right. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Like, do you remember me telling you like I would really love to read every single book that they recommend? Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, and then you were planning to go back to the very beginning. Yeah. So okay. like their first episode that podcast from, has been around for a while. Yeah, it was. So I was going to go back to their very first episode, which I think aired in like 2015 or 16. Yeah. Okay. So I've already gotten started on this little pet project. I've read two of those books from the first episode, or I guess I've reread them. Um, so they use, they tend to recommend like six to eight books per episode. Right. So I've got like six more to go. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be uh, looking into these Bridgerton books. Uh, I'm if if not the first book I read for the challenge, it'll definitely be in there. Um, one approach to this reading challenge and to reading challenges in general 
that I've uh, thought about going into is um, just starting out with a lot of sort of shorter books mm-hmm. to help because a lot of the challenges I participate in are based on book uh, totals. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually what gets me hung up is early on in the year, I'll start like a big book and it'll take me like the better part of a few months to finish it. And that'll really sort of make it hard to build up ahead of steam as far as finishing the rest of the challenge is concerned. Mm-hmm. So one idea I had was to just get a bunch of smaller books out of the way early on and build myself something of a buffer. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking of doing. But yeah, the Bridgerton books will be among them. And <laughs> I look forward to talking about them in an episode or two. All right. Yeah. I hope you enjoy them. I'm also planning... Um, I'm, I've also like downloaded the first book or I went ahead and purchased it from the, from Kindle, right. from the Kindle store. So I plan on like reading back through those. Cause like I said, I never finished that series, um, okay. but I started it and I really enjoyed it. So we can talk about them together. Okay. Well, sounds like a plan. All right. And we'll be doing some of that. Oh, excuse me. In a couple of weeks. Uh, I guess it'll be January 14th uh, is the next, is the Friday after next. Let me check. Let me double check that. Oh, and while we're, um, while we're checking on dates, it's actually the 15th. Okay, so you can look forward to the next episode of Your Words Against Mine dropping on January 15th. And like and I was going to say, do you remember in our last episode when I told you to like not say you know, about 2020. Yes. Yeah. Apparently I didn't stop you in time. Oh, wait. Cause what we was all, the thing? we all, because you were getting ready to say like, you know, I don't know, something to the effect of, um, how, you know, it can't get any worse or something like that. Oh, and I stopped yes. you and I don't, apparently I didn't stop you early enough because, Dear listeners, we have all had coronavirus. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened in the two weeks since we <laughs> yeah. last recorded. Yeah, oh, we have man. all had I coronavirus. I never even thought of that. In fact, the first episode was uploaded on the day I went in for my test. So Yeah, that was the day after I yeah. got my test. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, sorry for jinxing it, you guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well... That's uh, about, that'll just about do it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say? Nope. All right. Well, we thank you again for listening to this, the first episode of 2021 of Your Words Against Mind, a competitive reading podcast. You can follow along uh, at yourwordspodcast.com or uh, find our podcast wherever they are available. We've got an RSS feed. And we've got social media at your words podcat one on Twitter and um, and where else? Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at your words podcast, and you can find us um, on Facebook at your words podcast. All right. Well, once again, this has been your host Thomas Dempsey, and I'm your co-host Elizabeth Connor. It's been good talking to you, Elizabeth. Uh, Happy reading. Happy reading, Thomas. All right. 
Wait, can we say that? Is that copyrighted? Wait, is that from something? Um, I think it, like, I remember Liberty and Rebecca saying it to each other. Okay. Well, I guess we won't say that then. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what, they, they, they say that. Yeah, okay, we won't say that. Oh, okay. Alright. Bye. <laughs>